0: Today, two Ollie stars exchange thoughts about the challenges and opportunities of the pandemic classroom. Their encouraging yet cautionary tales from the trenches. Next. Welcome to In Conversation The Voices of Ollie. Ollie. OLLI is an acronym for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, located at and networked with the Palm Desert campus of California State San Bernardino. Here are two of the school's engaging personalities.
1: When I was a little girl, I wanted to be something that was physical, uh, like be a professional athlete, or I might have at the time thought I'd like to be a a mail lady. Um, I did not see myself going to college, but my parents always wanted me to go a little bit further and do a little bit
0: better. One of our instructors, Lacey Kendall's dream of becoming a letter carrier never materialized. As for being a jock, however, she did become a radio disc jockey, but then her life took a sudden turn. When my
1: parents passed away, I decided to do something as a favor for them and take a master's class and I got an A and I ended up getting uh, my master's degree and I graduated magna cum laude, got nothing but A's and I'd never had straight A's in my whole life.
0: Academia called and Lacey answered big time. She currently serves as media consultant to several local university and college campuses and teaches at both Cal State and for our treasured Ollie program. Her media and tech expertise as well as her humanity, serve her well in this new virtual learning world. Her parents would have
2: been pleased. Congratulations, Lacey. I'm sure they're very proud of you. Mm -hmm, Thank you.
0: Like Lacey, Sue Anderson's early dreams also did not come true, fortunately.
2: I wanted to be either an attorney or a stewardess, what we called at that time a stewardess. Now we would safe flight attendant. (laughs) I had no clarity of direction. I had no goals and floundered for a long time doing a lot of uh, retail jobs and uh, waitressing. And I did that for quite a while. When I was in my mid thirties, I finally uh, went to college. And from the moment I stepped into the classroom, I fell in love and I've never left Well, it's been a mutual
0: love affair between Sue and Ollie. Today, Sue runs the Osher program here at the Palm Desert campus of Cal State, San Bernardino, one of the most respected in the country. And believe me, this is not an overstatement. She is absolutely revered
2: by our community. And being here as the director of the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute really is sort of the culmination of my whole background. And I'm the youngest of nine siblings four of which are in their 80s. So the demographic, the people that I work with here at Ali are like family to me. It's just so natural for me to be in this environment. I just really love it.
1: Sue is so beloved on the PDC campus. That's
2: very kind. Thank you. Lacey, what I love about Lacey is her wonderful spirit of collaboration. It's tough to do that these days. I would say that we, we absolutely miss that in-person, face-to-face contact, the ability to reach out and give somebody a hug or to shake a hand or just the touch, you know, that that, that allows you to connect in that very special way with people. But learning online and the platforms that we've been forced to adapt in these past few months, have opened up new opportunities. And now we have people who are learning with us from Canada, from New England, from Iowa, and are reimagining the program has allowed us to reach people who we wouldn't normally be connecting with. And that's been really terrific.
1: That's a really good point. I heard uh, Dr. Morales say, this is not a door closer, it's a door opener in so many ways that we had not ever imagined. Like for example, we could have professors that live in France or in Germany, but now people think like that. Hey, I could teach a class in another country.
2: I'm so glad you mentioned that Lacey because we just received a course proposal for our winter term from an instructor in Australia who has taught similar classes for the Ollie at UCLA. And fascinating topics, some uh, great music courses, mm-hmm. and that he's proposing to teach from Australia. And so we would have to schedule so that it could be a live interactive class. Uh, we'll schedule it so it's uh, early morning for him and an evening class for us, but it will be live interactive. Yeah. So we're really excited about those possibilities.
1: Yeah. But I'll tell you, when we initially jumped into this, in a minute, everybody in education, everybody in business in this country, it seemed like a horrific hindrance. I'll give you an example. So My students, their job is to create commercials and promos and sweepers and content, newscasts, things like that, for the campus radio station. Normally, they go to the radio station to do that. So how would I handle that class when no students are allowed at the campus radio station? So I just created nine projects, all of those things they had to do. And we have more student-created content, and you cannot tell the difference between them using a $700 mic and them using the little tiny one in their phone because they learn to use it optimally. And our station is just packed with student-created content on how to stay happy when you're in quarantine, fun things to do with your family, health tips, and uh, uh, just a number of concerns that our community in the Coachella Valley and beyond might have. But the station sounds better than it ever did. So you figure out how to go as far as you can with
2: just what you have. And that's how you succeed. That's fabulous. That must have been uh, such an empowering experience for those students. Yeah. So what has been your biggest struggle, Sue? Well, I think one of the things that does still tug at me is, yes, there are a lot of wonderful opportunities. So that's all wonderful. And those that are there really appreciate it. I mean, they, we get communications all the time about how much people appreciate all the courses and the events and activities that we continue to do online. But I know that there is still a significant number who either can't or choose not to participate. And they're home, largely alone and alienated. And that's still really hard for me to come to grips with. Hmm. That, um, that, that there are people who would be with us in the classroom if we could. It it really does illustrate what we're hearing in the news is this pandemic is just accentuating the divide. So yes, in many ways, this has brought new opportunities and some really fun new elements and ways that we can increase and expand our participation as an OLLI program. But there are some people who are just really suffering in this time and they're part of our community too. I told my students that they're scared or if there's
1: trouble in their house or anything, that I don't have to be a teacher all the time. I could just be a friend you can call. And I said, that's the only way we could do that is you gotta gotta give verbal hugs. You gotta say, I really am here, I really, really do care. And I wrote them a letter too. I wrote a letter to all my students and that was just for the purpose of saying that, I really do care about you guys. And I really do wanna know and I'm, I'm a secret keeper
2: and a good friend to have. We've had a lot of situations where we're reaching out to people individually and walking them through the steps one-on-one and people who have said, and and I would add members and instructors who said, no way I can never do the online thing. I'll wait until we're back in the classroom. And we're not going to be back in the classroom this fall. So we have more and more people who are saying, "Okay, I'll give it a try if you'll help me." So we've modified our instructor course proposal form to say, "Yes, I'll try it on Zoom if you'll help me." And um, we've been doing a lot of outreach one-on-one to members who've said, "Okay, if you'll help me, I'll try it." The Aniavali members in my neighborhood, and I have gone to some homes and through the window with a mask and now click here and then this, and then you see them in class the next day and it's like, you did it, good for you, good for you. Um,
1: My students are, are, they're younger and they're more tech savvy. I watched them as they helped each other to get better at that. Um, They said, what do I do? I, I have no signal at my house. And I was going to my best friend's house, but my mom doesn't want me to go over to anybody's house anymore. There were four students in class, and they said, uh, Danielle, talk to me after class. I'll give you some places. And I I said to a student in my class, I said, Alex, what, what advice did you give her? What was the advice? He goes, oh, there's about four places. She lives in Cathedral City. There's about four places there where you could go and park your car underneath a tree. There's loads of Wi-Fi. It's really comfortable, and it's super quiet. How do you know that? Cause I used it, you know, and I started collecting notes on where the best spots were. But my classes, I could see their faces and very often they're in a room or they're in their patio or they're in just a little shack or in a car parked under a tree. Uh, you get a different view into the lives and the world of, of your whole class in ways we never did before.
2: These circumstances are forcing or encouraging people to um, be very creative and ingenious and uh, resourceful. Mm -hmm. And our expectations are changing. I love that we're doing this conversation today via Zoom, when just like our students who said, no way, three or four months ago, we said, no, no, we can't do that except in a a perfect studio where it's soundproofed and quiet and ideal. And here we are on Zoom, no special equipment of any kind, Mm -mm. having a conversation because this is the only way we can do it. So yeah. we're gonna make the best of it. And learn tricks, we've learned tricks, haven't we? That's right, and then you'll do your magic behind What's the scenes and instead it? of in front of the scene.
1: Yes, I'm talking to you now with my laptop instead of on the desk. It's on a, a shag carpet bathroom mat because it makes the audio a little bit better when it's not in a hard, lots of hard services. We're gonna strip the audio off of Zoom. And then I'm gonna take it, because I'm an audio engineer, I'm gonna take that audio piece and equalize it a little bit to add some warmth to it. And I trust that just like my students learned you can make wonderful audio with minimalist uh, tools, I think we will find that we were able to do greatness here as well.
2: Every confidence, I'm just, I'm really excited about that. And I'm glad that we are moving forward with this project because the in conversation, the voices of Ollie, I I love that idea. And I think now more than ever, hearing people's voices is just so powerful. And it allows us to continue connecting in yet another way. Yeah. I would say this to your students
1: as well. So this is a wonderful time to jump on board with Ollie or as a student of any age at our campus, because we, in just a few short months, we've all gotten very good at this. Mm-hmm. It is very human um, and and the emotions are very real, but the learning has never stopped.
2: Yeah, It's really and accelerated the learning in a way we did not expect. Our campus is really good at this. Yeah, yeah. and you're right, we have a great I-team IT team who is supporting all of us literally overnight. Mm -hmm. I do have a funny story that I'd like to share. Um, One of our very first OLLI classes, when we were on Zoom, and we were all getting used to this idea of being on camera and on microphone. Mm -hmm. And uh, so at the start of the class, we would, you know, do a little welcome and announce some some uh, guidelines like remember to turn off your cell phone and everyone can hear you if you're having a conversation uh, in your home, if, unless you mute yourself. And uh, people just weren't used to that yet. So I don't recall which class it was, but one of our OLLI members was watching, I think from a tablet, or an iPad or a, another tablet, um, sitting back on her bed. And during the class, she decided to get up and move around, which is fine. You can do that when you're on Zoom, right? You can do whatever you want in your own home. So she got up and was, but then she started rearranging some things and she had turned her back to the camera and bent over. And it was like, oops. Oh, (laughs) no. She was wearing a dress and I thankfully was paying attention and quickly turned off her video. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're very careful to remind everyone that you're not only sharing your audio, but we can see whatever you're doing when your video is turned on. Yeah.
1: I had in the first quarter, uh, last quarter when we were teaching this, and it was very new, um, I did what everybody's doing now. I had a nice shirt on, a nice outfit for my class. But on the bottom, I had a big old pair of like, you know, sleeping shorts like men's a giant pair of men's boxers and um, uh, the cat started scratching at the door here to the office and was going wow 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 and i had i said you guys you're going to forgive me i got this little cat here i'm going to go put her out the back door okay forgive me and i got up and when i got up the camera's pointed low enough you could see that i was wearing these silly shorts and when I came back, they were snickering. And I just went on talking, and it, a few minutes into my conversation, I realized what they were laughing at. And I just stopped and I went, oh, you saw my big goofy sleeping shorts. And they all just started cracking up. That was, that was a fun moment.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and we've also met a lot of people's pets recently. Yes, and it's not at all That's uncommon good. to have someone's dog or cat come across the screen right. or in a lap, or which is really fun. It's yeah. we, all, we have all kinds of fun nicknames for people's pets now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that part too. We're getting to know each other's animals. That's right. And their home, you learn a lot about someone from their home environment and it's really, it's yeah. really fun and interesting to see people in their home environment. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the fact that we were that we needed to make the shift to online learning so quickly has really shown us that it really isn't as painful as we thought it would be and I fully expect that we'll continue to offer online programs indefinitely now even when we can come back to campus there are people who prefer learning online and prefer the flexibility of of learning from their computer wherever that may be or frankly from their phone. They can participate in a class from their smartphone. So we will continue to offer online courses now. We've made the leap. We're there. We know how to do it. Um, I think we'll also continue to evolve with the sophistication of our online programming. Perhaps we'll do some on-demand programming at some point where people can choose the time and place where they can listen to a class. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm certainly not glad for the pandemic, but I'm glad that it forced us to make the leap into online learning because I think it's a really nice supplement and complement to having courses on campus. Moving our courses online has caused us to make some adjustments in some situations. For example, we offer a lot of film courses, uh, film appreciation courses taught by some terrific instructors and they've been a big part of our OLLI programming for many years. Because of the shift to online programming, there are some uh, copyright fair use rules that are different. And so we're not able to offer full-length feature films as we did in the classroom. So we have to modify how we present those programs online. And I'm very grateful for our instructors who've been flexible in helping us to make that shift. So for example, now um, we can approach our film classes in different ways. One might be that that the class will meet together via Zoom for an introduction of the film. Uh, by the instructor. He'll outline some things they might want to look for. Then the class will disperse and watch the film on their own from home through an online streaming service or via YouTube or whatever that platform is where it's available. Then they'll reconvene again after the film at a designated time to discuss uh, the film. So uh, that's one. Possibility. Another option is for the instructor to break the film up into different segments so they're not showing the whole film at, at one sitting. And so that would be another but different approach to continuing our focus on film appreciation, but just in a different way. I've helped 30 plus churches over this summertime
1: to figure out how to reach their hospital or Mm bed-bound members of their congregation. And I think this uh, anyone who is bed-bound or hospital-bound can now, because we've gotten better at this, if we put a laptop on them or an iPad, they can connect with church, they can connect with schools, they can connect with programs. And we've brought a lot of folks back because we've got smarter.
2: And (laughs) our our ability to To reach out to people that we might not have served previously is now much more open. So yeah. people who, who aren't mobile enough to come to campus can now participate uh, via technology from uh, anywhere, either if they're homebound or in a nursing facility or traveling, they have the ability to connect. So our challenge now is, is in marketing. Uh, in reaching those people, in communicating this opportunity to them.
1: Not only that, but we're not only able to bring more people into our classrooms or into our groups or churches or what have you, but we're allowed to bring a vast array of previously impossible guest speakers and participants I love that,
2: Lacey. Also, um, the Ali Book Club has now been able to invite authors of the books they're reading to yeah. participate and engage in their conversation via Zoom. They've had several authors now who have um, who have joined their monthly book club meetings, and that's been really fun. Something they wouldn't have been able to do. And similarly, our uh, we've we've been hosting some happy hours, Ali happy hours where we've really been able to open up um, and highlight some of the talent within the ranks of our membership and instructor pool. So for example, our first one was Mark Guerrero uh, on the guitar singing the music of the Beatles. And that was really fun. And then Cash Baxter did a, a sketching and painting demonstration uh, he's a fine arts painter. And then Michael McDowell took us on a tour of the Eastern Sierras through his incredible photography. So it's been really fun to experiment with some of these opportunities. And we open those up to everyone. So, yeah, that's a big plus.
0: Sue Anderson, Lacey Kendall.
2: <laughs> You're really good, Lacey.
1: hope <laughs> you are too.
0: Two of the nearly 1,000 vibrant voices of Ollie at the Palm Desert campus of Cal State San Bernardino. And here are
2: others. Our OLLI, our Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, we offer a wide variety of courses and member events and educational travel for people 50 and over who just love to learn. From economics
0: to environmental issues, to art, filmmaking. Oh, there's no tests, there's no
2: homework, there's no books. No
0: grades. You can just enjoy learning for the love of
2: it. They're almost as passionate about learning it um, as I am about teaching it.
0: The interaction of the people that you meet is incredible. A whole other level of socialization. It's not just over a glass of wine or a cup of coffee. It's over an idea, a subject, a thought. I just love going to school.
2: My head is still in the game and I want it to be. We've got an incredibly fascinating, educated, uh, accomplished student body. There's not a student here who doesn't have a postgraduate education in life.
0: Want to know more about us? We are online at osher.csusb.edu. I know, I said it fast. Let me repeat it for you. Osher, O-S-H-E-R, dot C-S-U-S-B. That stands for California State University, San Bernardino, dot E-D-U. Or, hey, you could also call us 909-537-8270. Again, 909 909- We'd love to hear your voice. This has been In Conversation, the Voices of Ollie. Our thanks to Cal State San Bernardino in Palm Desert, along with communications study professor Lacey Kendall and her media students. This podcast was produced for Ollie by Lou Gorfing. And I am Dr. Arlette Poland.